it's Goldie here, coming at you with another hot new episode. Here on Goldilocks Radio, we only discuss real life, real people, and real experiences. (laughs) You dig? Welcome to my universe. Holy shit, it's been a long time since I've talked to you guys. What the heck is up, lions and lionesses? It kind of feels crazy to be doing this right now. Not only does it feel crazy to even be talking to you guys at this moment, it feels kind of crazy to be talking to you guys from the comfort of my new apartment and my new bedroom, mapping this episode out on my new beautiful big MacBook desktop. This is truly the things dreams are made out of. Since I've last talked to you guys, I've completely changed my world so much for the better. But holy shit, did it take a lot of fucking work and a lot of fucking being silent and just doing the damn thing every single day until I made it here. Up until about a month ago, I was sleeping on the couch in my mother's house. Up until about a month ago, I was sleeping on the couch at my mother's house, and now I'm sitting here. I slept on that couch for five months after my dad lost our house to a fucking psychotic woman. What just came out of my mouth has been bottled up in me for so long. It has been so hard to write, let alone speak about what I've endured over the last five to six months. Don't get me wrong, life can always be harder. I could have had nowhere to go. I could have been sleeping out of my old car. Rest in peace, Amanda. If you know her, she was on her last limbs. That would have been bad. (laughs) Or I could have just been sleeping in the streets. So for all those reasons, I am beyond blessed that I even had a safe shelter for those months that I was staying there. But God, was it hard on my mental to be sleeping on my mom's couch after living in a huge, beautiful home with just fucking gorgeous nature And fucking goats and chickens and animals to take care of all the time and love. It was hard to swallow that pill that something that my family deserved and worked for got ripped from under us. And it felt like I was back at square one physically. It was hard to show up to work or the gym every day with my body being constantly sore from lack of quality sleep. My body was always sore from being on the couch. I wasn't sleeping properly. My hours of sleeping were off. It was hard to be at work and constantly listen to people talk about renovations to their houses or their yards or the yard work they had to do when all I could think about was the one that we just lost. It was hard to leave work or the gym or after a night out with friends and know that I was going back to nothing that was my own. It was hard going back to a place that I once called my childhood home and feeling like a prisoner in a house that held so many precious memories to me. Memories of my family growing up, memories of my grandmother in that house, memories of my brothers, my brothers that moved away in that house, memories of just corny, crazy shit that only the Slaughter family knows about in that house. And I felt like I was a prisoner there. I resented it and I was ashamed of it. I was ashamed of the situation that I was in, so I just stopped talking completely. I started posting less on Instagram. I would post when I would go on vacation or when I was doing something, but like none of that shit matters. You never see the stuff going on in the background. 
you never know what's going on in someone's life outside of that. So I couldn't fake it. I just stopped posting and I completely cut out the idea of podcasting because as a podcaster, you know that you're putting everything out on the line for people to listen to. I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine at the gym a few days ago and I was just saying like all podcasters get to this place where sometimes you're putting out just surface level things, some things that everybody can connect to. But sometimes when you're posting deep shit that personally has happened to you that you've gone through, that like you just have these feelings that are attached with them. You just, it's hard to, it's hard to fucking speak about it sometimes and know that you have to be so vulnerable that people that you may never know are listening, but you have to do it because you're a leader. You have to do it because that situation that you were in could also help someone else out of the situation that they're still in. And that's why that's why I'm here on Goldilocks Radio, guys. That's why we're here. I never knew what it meant to reach rock bottom before last year. And maybe I'll reach it again, but I don't plan on it. <laughs> I never knew what it meant to claw your way out of a dark hole without anyone holding your hand. Before these crucial, difficult months, I never knew what it meant to have to work your ass off because you know no one else is going to make the life you want for you besides you. So buckle up for today's episodes, ladies and gentlemen. It's good to be talking again. It's good to be, it's good to be here with you. It's good to just sit down and be at peace and get these words out that I've held on to for so long. So enjoy. Let me start by saying I suffered with the worst fucking writer's block during those months at my mom's. One would think that while you're going through a huge life transition, you have so much to write about and talk about so you can get it out there and off your chest. Like you hear all these stories about famous rappers who literally have sat in prison and wrote some of their hottest, like just raps and like they let it out there and they're speaking real shit because they're going through some real shit and they're changing lives literally from a prison cell. And you know, maybe someone else out there has gone through this and they could relate and be an ear to listen to. Well, baby, I'm Goldilocks and it's something that I'm working on, but if I'm going through some shit, I'm gonna get myself out of it first before I open up to anyone. No matter how fucking hard it is and how long it takes, no matter how many times I just wanted to give up and just stop trying, that was never in me. So for me, the best thing to do was to just stop forcing it. The urge to write and to talk my feelings out during these months was always there. But every single time I would sit down and write, the words would just go missing. So what I wrote never really felt real. And I was just not in the place where I felt okay to put out anything. I am the first person to say I hate an excuse. And yes, sometimes you just have to do it. You just have to start and take action and the rest will follow. I am a firm believer in that. But this was just not the case for me during these months. So instead of forcing myself to do something that I know I have a deep passion for, I put the mic away and threw myself into work and the gym. 
And that was it for me for months. Wake up early, immediately get out of the house, go to the gym, take a shower at the gym, go to work, go home. Unless I had plans, which I always tried to make during those months, which was interesting. I always tried to pull as many doubles as I could. I always tried to be going out and doing stuff with friends so I could avoid the reality that I faced for five and a half months. I will say during this time, even though I suffered in one area, so many other areas of my life thrived. It helped that I absolutely loved my current full-time job as a bartender at a country club. Making good money to get anything you want can always put a smile on anyone's face when they need shopping therapy. My workplace did become a second home, which is something I've never felt before in a job. So you guys will hear me talk about my job probably in the upcoming episodes at some point. I am so beyond blessed for that environment that I was put in and when I was put into it because God knew I needed it. I'm very blessed that some of my coworkers have grown into some of my closest friends. And in the very beginning of working at my job, no one that I was becoming friendly with knew what was going on in my personal life. Over time, some of my colleagues and I would go out, go to lunch, shop, hit the gym. And of course, we became the fucking greatest bar squad of all time. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. Little did they know their very presence in my life supported me through a really dark time. They didn't even know how much their natural love, laughter, and the fact that we all made bank together gave me motivation I needed to just keep going. I didn't even know it until I looked up and could call all of these people my best friends easily. If you followed my podcast channel for a minute, you probably heard me beat the dead horse about how fucking crucial it is to keep the right people around you. Not only could we match each other on tequila shots in the bar, but shortly after becoming just quote unquote bar friends, we started realizing we had way more in common than we thought. My friends have big fucking dreams and visions for their futures. They're doing so many beautiful things in their own personal worlds, which is so crucial in friendships. You can't just have someone leeching off of you all the time when you're doing something good, when you have your shit together. So for them to have their own worlds and be doing their own things was amazing for me to see. My friends prioritize their health. They're also in the gym or they're also taking care of their bodies. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but just that level of self-respect. If you're giving that level of self-respect to you first, then you know automatically you're probably going to give it to other people because you're prioritizing it first for yourself, you know? My friends love to make money just as much as I do. How can you not get upset about that when you're both on the same level? You're both hustlers. You're both getting yours. There's no competition because everyone is doing the same damn thing. And that was so fucking refreshing. Before getting my recent job, I was so fucking lost. It felt like I didn't have people to turn to who would truly understand my brain or even care to really listen. Or even worse, they just wanted to be around me because of my energy and who they thought I was. And I know I'm going great places. I want to go great places with great people. And you should too. But oh my gosh, once I met these friends, I knew I found my people. And I was struggling before thinking like, why Why do I feel so alone? Why do I feel like the people who are around me, they just don't understand me? That's because they weren't my people. And that's okay. 
the universe listened to me and sent me some of the best. These friends became a major motivation for me to keep propelling forward during some of the roughest time of my life. Being around other women and men my age who had stability and consistency, out of the workplace passions and businesses, and who just constantly gave me positive energy was just so fucking refreshing. You give and you get, you give and you get. So I'd just like to pause and say thank you to these beautiful, beautiful souls who I know will be in my life for years to come. And that's fucking a great feeling. Besides my friends that I met from work, I've had the pleasure of maintaining a long-term friendship with Destiny, whom I've known since sixth grade. That is my soulmate, a ride or die. That is my homegirl. Last year together, we traveled to Miami and Colorado, and I'm sure we'll do a podcast about that very soon for you guys because those were just movie experiences. Those were experiences that one only imagines sometimes, but to live it and to live it with your best friend, that shit's fucking amazing. But the fact that during those difficult months, I was able to get away with her and see that life is still fucking beautiful outside of whatever conflict you may be going through externally and internally was eye-opening. Life still goes on, even when you're going through shit. Let me say that one more time. Life still goes on even when you're going through shit. You can literally choose to focus on the good or the bad. Perspective is everything and getting away to see the jaw-dropping mountains of Colorado and bask in the soothing Miami water grounded me when I needed it the most. And of course, our trio wouldn't be the dynamic trio without Diamond, who we became friends with from the gym. Both of these strong, fiery, beautiful women kept me in the gym throughout the winter when they knew it was my therapy, when they knew I needed it the most. They would both tell me so often that I motivated them and inspired them, but holy shit, having those two strong-ass women to work besides in the gym and feel no competition or jealousy in an environment that can be prone to those emotions was everything for me. I love you guys more than you will ever know. Above all else, I would be nothing without my family's love and support. Before living with my dad in our new home, I'd been out of my mom's house for a few years by that point. I no longer had a room there and I honestly was not about to make one, nor did I want one. For the sole fact that this is not where I wanted to be. Not because I didn't love it, or I didn't want to be around my family, but I felt like I had backpedaled in life. I don't like going backwards, and that's exactly what it felt like to me. So I said, fuck being comfortable when this is not what I want. Even as I mapped this episode out, I looked to the left of me at one point on the wall where I have a sticky note that says, growth only happens in a state of discomfort. And Fuck, if that isn't the truth, I don't know what is. Let me say that one more time from the words of James Clear, author of of Atomic Habits himself, which I totally recommend everyone read. Fucking amazing book. Growth only happens in a state of discomfort. I did not allow myself to be comfortable until I was in my new apartment in my own bed. I worked my ass off 
until I got to where I wanted to be at. Every single day I woke up and I chased a vision that I had for myself. It's simple. It's so fucking simple. Every single day I woke up and I told myself I was one step closer, one day closer to getting off that couch into my own bedroom again. Every day I showed up to the gym because I couldn't risk letting my health suffer too in all of this. I couldn't risk giving up my dream in the fitness industry because of something that was out of my control. And I'd be damned if I let an outside force impact my vision that I had for myself and my family. My siblings will forever be my built-in best friends, even when you're a pain in my ass sometimes. Just kidding, love you. They'll forever be my best friends. My parents will always be my first loves and not being where I wanted to be to help push me to where I want us all to be was enough motivation for me to wake up every single fucking day and show up for them and for myself. If I felt like shit about myself during that time period, I shoved that selfish thought out of my head because I had more people to show up for than just myself. And when you think about it like that and you allow that pressure to push you forward, that's when you can be fucking unstoppable. Watching my brothers go after their passions, whether it was sports related, education related, or other school activities, helped keep my passions alive and on my mind constantly. When I had no plans, my sister was there and we could just do anything and everything together. They were my rocks during this time still. And knowing that we all felt that same pain of what our stepmother did to us and my dad and our family was enough to keep the fire under me that would just not let me stop. My parents, as every parents do, have their flaws. But they have fucking tried every day since we were born to put us all in the best positions possible. And there's not a day I doubt that. I'm finally feeling settled into my new place now, a month and some change later, almost coming up on two months, I think. May, June, July. Holy shit. It's fucking August. I moved in at the end of May, so I've almost been here fucking three months now. Oh my gosh, time flies. Two months and some change, whatever. It's just, it feels so good. I feel like I've been getting in my groove and it definitely feels good to be in a place that I can call my own with a chill roommate. We have a cat. Cat's fucking awesome. Shout out to Shadow. And the place is just perfect for me. Between the environment around me, what I have access to, and just the feeling of being cozy and confident and calling a place my home just makes me feel even more grounded in my life. And this was a piece that was missing for so long. I knew when I got to this place physically, though, I would need to do some major rewiring of my brain. It's kind of almost crazy that I got to know myself so well over those hard five months and knew that once I finally got into my new place, I would literally need to do recon work on myself because I had shut down a part of me that allowed myself to feel at ease. I didn't have a bed for five months. And God, I fucking hate when I sound like a bitching because somewhere someone else my age is living in worse conditions, which I promise I always keep in mind. But I'm also learning to not compare my struggles to someone else's. And I'm coming to terms that this period was hard for me. It was really fucking hard because I was constantly in survival mode. 
That's what I call that time period, survival mode. I was constantly anxious about making sure I was out of the house because if I wasn't, I would feel like a bomb. I was constantly doing something physical, whether it be work, the gym, or my social life. So in reality, I was never really getting the rest and relaxation my body craved and needed. And self-care days were out the fucking equation. I didn't even think about it during that phase. Honestly, it didn't even come to me that I could take a bath with the bath bomb. And I forgot about that. Like just small, stupid little shit. I missed my candles. I missed my meditation. I missed so many things that were making me me. So it just like, like you're a circle, you're a circle. There's parts of you, mental, physical, spiritual, financial. And right now I'm trying to connect that circle. And it's right. It's so interesting during that time period. I just completely cut out. I completely cut out the spiritual. I completely cut out the mental. Like I, I was thinking, but I knew that it wasn't healthy all the time. And again, when you start to know yourself and you start to learn yourself, you become so in tune. You become so in tune with yourself and your desires and your needs. You need to learn yourself. I know I'm I'm all over the place at this point, but you need to learn yourself. You need to learn your emotions because you do everything for a specific reason. You don't just do anything to do anything. You do anything for a specific reason. So during this time period, I completely shut down my brain in a certain area because I knew I knew I had to be mentally strong. I knew I had to mentally just push through this because if I broke, if I broke down, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. I wouldn't be sitting in my apartment if I said, fuck it, I'm going to give up. I'm just going to sleep on my mom's couch. I'm going to work. I'm not going to create a plan for myself. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to say, fuck it to the gym. Just give up on that. No, I had to grind. I had to work. I had to keep just a plan. I had to keep a stable plan. My my body and my mind were overstimulated on edge for months. I felt like I was on go, go, go every single day. And that's not good for anyone. It was draining and it was challenging, but baby, we made it out on top. And now it's just about doing the cleanup work and getting back on track, healthy in the right way, on the right path. Just keeping the plan plain and simple, just like how it's always been. About two and a half weeks into moving in my new place, I realized, oh shit, I don't have to rush out the house on my days off because I'm actually comfortable here. I actually can enjoy waking up slowly, stretching out, doing some yoga if I want to, doing some meditation. I can actually lay here an extra hour if I want. And of course, I usually don't do that because I would drive myself insane. But if I wanted to, I could. And that feeling of freedom is beautiful. That's what personal freedom and being at peace feel like. And that's a good feeling, baby. Felt good to just ease into my days again. and felt good to cook dinner again in the kitchen and meal plan and go to the gym when I wanted to. Go to and from as I want to. Lay out on my pool. Lay out on the back patio. Just lay out, just be at ease, be slow, be still at times, be able to go to work, be able to go to the gym, and then come back to a place that's my own. It's a really good feeling. And something so simple like having a home, having a place, I feel like just the small things in life get overlooked sometimes. And that time period 
made me so grateful. It made me so grateful for the things that I still had during then. And it makes me even more grateful for the things that I'm getting now. I'm getting better. I'm getting more. I'm getting what I want. I'm getting to where I want to be. Getting to have more things, but you can't forget where you came from. You can't forget how you started. You can't because it makes you you. So in unlearning the survival mode right now, it's going to take a lot. There's some days where I wake up and I still feel anxious. I still feel like I need to be on go, go, go. And that's okay right now. It fuels my fire to, I don't want to stop. Once you start being still and static, that's when you start overthinking. Um, So it's about finding that balance. I know I need to keep applying pressure to myself because when I apply pressure, I do better. Fucking diamond, (laughs) pressure makes diamonds. You hear that constantly, but it's so true. If I didn't keep applying pressure on myself during those difficult months, I wouldn't be sitting here right now talking to you guys. So you have to find that balance for yourself. You don't have to be in survival mode all the time. Learn to be at ease, learn to be still, learn when to take your rest, learn when to relax. But also know when you need to go, go, go. Know when you need to fucking put that fire under you. Know when you need to put your head down. Know when you need to stop talking. Know when you need to grind. Because again, nobody's going to do that for you. Besides you, you have to take that first step for yourself. Homies, I'm about to be leaving you here in a minute. But before, I just want to leave you with two questions for you to answer for yourself. First one's a loaded question. Are you living in survival mode right now? How does that make you feel? And how can you bring some ease to this period of your life? Second, what can you do to improve one area of your life over the next five to six months? Baby, we're in the home stretch of July right now. Five, six months, we're talking December, January. Where do you want to be? Where do you want to be? Where do you want to improve? For those hard five to six months for me, I crushed my fitness goals. If you follow me on Goldilocks Fitness on Instagram, it's right there. It's right there. Five to six months. Hard fucking work. And I improved that area of my life. What area do you want to improve? It feels good to be back on the mic talking with you guys. It is a pleasure always. And I'll be talking to you soon, Lions and Lionesses. Until then, see you later. Yeah, bitch, I'm that focused. Don't get it, cause...